and welcome back to another episode of the Book Wolves podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I do appreciate that. Today we're having a chat about something that uh, is a pretty interesting topic, and it's something that was brought up by my friend and fellow booktuber slash YouTuber Ben Sanders. You might actually remember him as being the guest I had on here just a couple of weeks ago to talk about self-publishing, um, but he put a video up recently called Harmful Male YA Tropes in which he basically discusses some stereotypes or archetypes of the male in your standard YA fiction story and why he feels that they are, you know, bad, why, why he feels that they are harmful or potentially dangerous for a young audience. And for the most part, I agree with him, although there are some points that he mentioned there in, in his video that I feel could be elaborated on and discussed a bit more. And I'm sure that was the purpose of him doing that video, is that he wanted people to discuss this and chat about it. So here I am. Um, I did consider doing this as a video on my YouTube channel, Wolfshot Publishing, but eventually I decided that this is something that would be better discussed just, you know, calmly as a podcast episode. Now, I want to start by saying that this episode is in no way me disagreeing with the stuff Ben said. For the most part, like I said, I agree with him, although there are some points that um, I suppose I feel a bit differently about, although I can't flat out say I disagree. It's, it's a bit odd, but I'll explain. Basically, Ben breaks it down to three different types of male in the YA story, being number one, the, the person or the male who bottles up their emotions. Basically, they don't talk about anything that's hurting them emotionally or anything that they feel strongly about emotionally and they just bottle it up usually to the point where they might have some kind of meltdown or something like that. Um, then you have the player. Everyone knows about this one. It's it's the guy who doesn't give a shit about whoever it is that they're courting. <laughs> um, they don't give a shit about them. They just basically want to get in their pants. They only care about themselves. They're extremely selfish, blah, blah, blah. And then we have number three, the possessive nerd. So the person who's not very strong physically or athletically, and they overcompensate usually with their their intelligence um, through deceit and lies and um, outsmarting people. And generally when they get the girl, they'll be over-possessive because of their low self-esteem. But I do want to discuss some of those themes a bit more and a bit more de- uh, detail in this episode is pretty much a a direct response to Ben's video. So it's important to mention that Ben does kind of give the disclaimer as he's going through the video that he feels that these tropes are okay in a way as long as they are uh, pointed out as being negative character types so that any kids or impressionable impressionable people that are reading might not be influenced to act in the same way as these three characters would. But here's where I kind of stand on that. I mean, I I completely agree, first of all, that if you are incorporating a a character type into your story that is, you know, bad in nature, you need to show that there is some form of downfall to that. And the way I boil it down, what I boil it down to, sorry, is two major things. These are the two things that I think are important when you're including characters like this into your writing, and that is, number one, context. There needs to be context for why they act the way they are, or how they are the way they are. And then number two, consequence. So this one, 
kind of can depend on the story as to whether you actually should include it or not, but it should always be considered, and that is showing the consequences of acting a certain way. For example, let's talk about the player that Ben mentioned, the person who doesn't care about the opposite sex or whoever it is that they're having sex with, and they just care about themselves. So the context, you know, might be bad upbringing, that sort of thing. Um, That's not really worth going too into because there's a million different scenarios that could result to someone being that way. But as for consequence, a consequence of acting that way could be that, um, you know, the old cliche of they fall in love with one girl and then their past comes back to bite them in the ass and they lose that person because of how reckless they were in the past or you know, maybe they treat the wrong person badly one day and that person, um, you know, gets revenge or something like that. Basically, the idea is just that you show that there is a negative result of acting in a way that hurts other people and hurts yourself. But the bit where it could even be considered close to me disagreeing with Ben is just that the kind of impression I get from his attitude towards these three character types is that perhaps they sh- they're just not necessary for stories. And of course, these three character types aren't necessary for all stories. But if we're talking in general generalities, um, basically, stories need to include character types. Well, here, here's what I'll say first, okay? So, you can't confuse stereotypes with archetypes because... A stereotype can be a very negative thing, and there is a negative stigma behind the word stereotype, but an archetype is something that is almost exclusively necessary for YA fiction. You need to have characters that fall into certain groups so that certain groups can relate to that character. Obviously, add some uh, more dimension to them. Don't just make them just that archetype, but it is okay to have them fall into an archetype. But anyway... um, the idea of having characters in your story that aren't exactly what you would want kids to be looking up to is is fine. You can't have a story where every character is the perfect perfect example of moral balance. Every character can't be a character that you would be comfortable with kids looking up to. There needs to be characters that are, are heavily flawed, characters that you wouldn't want people to aspire to. They're important for a story, that they're important for conflict, that that's just necessary. And we can't pretend that every single character who who acts in a way that might be bad is harmful. I, I don't agree with that. Uh, let's say, for example, the, the person who bottles up their emotions, and this obviously isn't exclusive to males, but in, in fiction it is used a lot for male characters, you know, out of a sense of pride, etc., but basically, the character who bottles up their emotions, we can't just stop putting them in stories. Although that may be, you know, a bad example for kids, we can't just stop including them in stories because they exist. And they exist for good reason because, well, I won't say they exist for good reason, but basically they exist in fiction pretty much as an example of what can happen if you do bottle up your emotions. Like I said before, context and consequence. If you show the consequences of someone bottling up their emotions and never talking to anyone about it, um, you, you show the consequences of that, and in, in theory, it would basically turn people off the idea of doing that. Obviously, if you put a character who bottles up their emotions on some kind of pedestal as, as if they're a champion for doing that, then kids might be 
might be influenced by that in a story, but really, how many how many writers or authors are actually doing that in their stories? I, I don't think many, I, if any at all, that are you know popular in the mainstream. I don't believe that's happening to a large extent. And to be honest, we have to give the readers more credit. We can't we can't just assume that um, anyone who reads books are going going to be influenced by these character types. We need to believe that the reader is capable of identifying that. They are, they are bad character types. Because if we start believing that everyone's too impressionable, then that falls into the argument of, are video games too violent? Most people would say no, because we can play a violent video game and realize that... We can realize that that violence doesn't have any place in the real world, just like we can read a story about a character who is super sleazy and, you know, a guy who fucks a lot of girls and doesn't give a shit about them. And we're well aware that that character is not the way a a proper person acts without having to believe that we would be influenced by that. Anyway, I'm kind of rambling a bit, but the main point I'm trying to make here is that, yes, there, there are archetypes that exist that could be seen as being impressionable for young people that aren't exactly optimal, but I do think we need to give young people a bit more credit, or just people in general. We have to give people more credit. And... The greater point I'm making here is that we need to have characters who are heavily flawed in our stories. We can't have a smorgasbord of morally perfect characters. There are going to be characters who exist that would be a bad example for people, and they need to keep existing in fiction. It's just the way it is, because that is how we show the consequences of acting in that way. It's, It's an important education tool. And, uh, yeah, like I said, we just need to give the reader more credit, believe that they won't just start acting like that, acting like that. If it wasn't already obvious, this is an exclusive for male um, character types as well. This can go for pretty much any female character type or cultural character type. It it spans across everything. I, I feel that negative character types are essential for fiction as an education tool and as a story device. I mean, they're important for the conflict. It does kind of raise a good question, though, when you're talking about consequence as to whether every story should have, have a happy ending, because obviously the answer to that is no. We want, we want stories that challenge our predictions, and those stories might be the bad guy winning, etc. So we need to assess whether consequence is always necessary um, without it you know, creating harmful stereotypes. Uh, for example, again, it's just easiest to refer to the player here because it's the one that everyone would everyone would be most familiar with. But let's say the player does his thing, he, he fucks a lot of girls and treats them like shit, and by the end of the story he doesn't really learn his lesson. Maybe that's an important part of the story, is that this person gets away with it. But then do we immediately assume that that's an example of a harmful stereotype? It's a good question, and it's something that I don't think there's a simple answer to, but... Ultimately, it comes down to where where I stand on this, and I've mentioned it a few times, but I'm really summarizing now how I actually feel about the whole situation, is that I think the word harmful is thrown around way too much when we're talking about characters. I think we need to accept the fact that there are characters of all types that exist, and including them in fiction is not just okay, but it's necessary. And I don't think it's always necessary to show that, you know, acting this way will result in a certain thing, but 
obviously we should always entertain the idea of introducing consequence into the story because if everyone gets away with acting like shitheads, then yeah, we're creating an environment where it's easily impressionable for people. And really, I shouldn't have to say this, but obviously harmful stereotypes do exist. I'm not saying that there's no such thing as harmful stereotypes. There is obviously very um, real examples of racism and cultural ignorance in fiction and stories and sexism, all that sort of stuff. It does exist, obviously, but I'm just saying we can't be too liberal with the term when we're experiencing raw fiction. We are going to read about stuff that makes us uncomfortable. We are going to read about stuff that uh, isn't seen as being the prime example of good because that's the world we live in. And maybe that's just the writer trying to give a real example. Anyway, um, there's nothing I can really say that I haven't already repeated a few times, but let me know what you think in the comments or in the comments or however, however it is uh, you interact here, whether you're listening on YouTube or SoundCloud or the podcast app. Uh, give us a follow so you can tune in for the next episode. And um, yeah, that, that's basically it. Thanks so much for listening to me ramble for a while. Let me know what you think and have a nice day. Yeah.